I believe that. I believe that the name of Jesus Christ is powerful. I also believe it's beautiful. The most beautiful of all names, Savior. Our dear Heavenly Father, we see in Jesus Christ beauty and dignity, strength and honor. We also see in him this rich virtue of gentleness. And we're praying that your spirit would teach us to be like him. In Christ's name, amen. Self-control is more challenging sometimes than others. And when I read the Gospels, I am um, shocked by the incredible self-control that Jesus Christ had. The night that he was betrayed and tried by the Sanhedrin, Jesus was standing there and people were bringing all kinds of false accusations against him. They paid people to come to court and lie about Jesus Christ. And, in, and with remarkable self-control, he didn't answer them back. But it annoyed the chief priest so the chief priest signaled the guard that was standing next to Jesus, and the guard turned and punched Jesus straight in the face. And Jesus said to the chief priest, how can you set and claim to judge me according to the law and have me punched in the face contrary to the law that was remarkable self-control that was remarkable self-control and when their fake trial was over some wicked soul put a bag over Christ's head and then people stood around Jesus and they punched him from every side, front, back, sides. And the man who put the bag over Jesus' head said, prophesy, who hit you? And Jesus stood with the dignity that only great self-control can give you. And then they took Jesus to Pilate. And Pilate gave Jesus over to his soldiers. And his soldiers stripped him, tied him to the whipping pole, and took the Roman lash to him. It was probably a stick that had leather thongs attached to the end of it. 
and they lashed Christ uh, 39 times. Punched in the face. Mocked and hit in the head. Brutally whipped. And then crowned with thorns. And he had unwavering self-control through it all. Not one angry word. Not a single threat. Nothing that betrayed an inner loss of peace. He was gentle because he had remarkable self-control. And if all of that wasn't enough, they spit in his face. Who could control their temper when worthless people are spitting in their face? I'll tell you one. I'll tell you one who could the majestic Lord Jesus Christ. Even that, even that didn't break his remarkable self-control. We're studying the virtue of gentleness, and there is a direct connection between self-control and gentleness. Without inner self-control, I'm never going to be gentle on the outside. Gentleness is not me gritting my teeth and white-knuckling it. Gentleness is an inward way of thinking that makes it possible for me to express myself in healthy outward ways. Paul taught us in Galatians that the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Last week I talked to you about the vocabulary of gentleness. Do you remember? We talked about a soft answer turneth away much wrath. There is a vocabulary of gentleness and I believe if we're going to have self-control, we have to use the vocabulary of gentleness beginning with ourselves. I've shared with you before, nobody has ever spoken to me as rudely as I speak to myself. Nobody has ever been as insulting to me as a voice I have inside me. And I believe if we permit this ugly voice to speak and speak, it undermines self-control. I believe if we let this ugly voice speak and speak, we lose our capacity for gentleness because the ugly voice becomes what is normal. I'm, off, I, I, I'm offering today a better idea. What if we begin to use the vocabulary of gentleness in our own self-talk? What if you start today and say to yourself, 
I insist that you be polite with me. I'm not kidding. I, 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 I sometimes say to myself, stop it. You're not allowed to talk to me like that. What if we begin today to be aware of that inner talk that we have and we start saying to that inner talk when it's ugly, stop it, I insist that you speak to me in a polite way. Church, I think we're making a step. What if we say, I'm not gonna listen to that ugly voice, in fact, I'm gonna tame that ugly voice. Remember, gentleness means tamed, I'm going to begin to tame that inner voice. And when that inner voice speaks to me in a way it's used to speaking to me, I'm going to stop right there and say, we don't talk like that anymore. I'm taming the wild voice. What if I say to my inner voice, I insist that you speak to me in a friendly way. If you're going to call me names, if you're going to insult me, I'm not going to listen to you. If you're going to talk to me on the inside anymore, it's going to have to be with a friendly voice. What if we say to this ugly inner voice, you're not reasonable? My inner voice can remind me of something wrong I did 50 years ago. Anybody else? It can, just out of the clear blue, my inner voice can say, hey, Dude, do you remember when? Well, I have an answer for that now. I say, that is unreasonable. It's unreasonable for you to make me feel bad about something I did 50 years ago. Church, I am, I am fully capable of reteaching my self-talk to be more healthy. I'm fully capable, by the grace of God, to start saying to that inner voice, you cannot speak to me that way. It's not healthy for me, it's not good for me, it lowers the quality of my life, and it tragically affects how I speak to others. Because if that is normal on the inside, why wouldn't it be normal on the outside? Church? If you're used to calling yourself an idiot, calling somebody else an idiot isn't quite so jarring. But if you develop a new self-talk where you don't call yourself an idiot anymore, then if you call someone else an idiot, it sounds altogether different. Can you hear me, church? If I change what sounds normal to me on the inside, it will naturally change what sounds normal to me on the outside. And if what sounds normal to me on the inside is the vocabulary of gentleness, I'm going to be more self-controlled and speak more gently to others. All right. Is it easy? No, it takes work. It not only takes work, it takes preparation. Right, I don't know when, but I know sometime today my inner voice will speak to me in an ugly way. But I have prepared answers when it does. 
I have done my homework. I have answers. If my inner voice says, you're an idiot, I say, stop talking to me that way. It's unreasonable. I'm not an idiot. I do make mistakes, but that doesn't make me an idiot. Church, see what I'm doing? I'm changing the inner conversation. I'm changing what the inner voice says. I'm changing how I respond to the inner voice. And when I do that, and I develop the vocabulary of gentleness within myself, I'm going to find it'll be a whole lot easier to speak gently to others. You can prepare to speak to yourself in a healthy way. Okay, because it's not like your inner self comes up with a lot of new ideas. It just does the same old ugliness over and over again, right? I can't remember the last time my inner self came up with a really in, uh, interesting insult. It's just the, all the old boring ones. All right, so I can prepare and I can simply say that's not, that's not reasonable. I can say that's not friendly. And I can say uh, uh, I'm, I don't define myself that way anymore. And as I use the vocabulary of gentleness within myself and I have gentle answers for myself, it becomes norm, more and more normal to use that vocabulary with others and have gentle answers for others. Are you willing to try it? The second thing that's damaging about this harsh self-talk is it wrecks our relationship with Christ. Because we begin to think Christ thinks about us the way that inner voice thinks about us. Right? That harsh talk that I'm hearing, I start thinking Christ thinks that way about me. Those rude thoughts I have, I take them beyond myself and I say, Christ must feel that way about me also. Those insulting things, I think, if I think this of myself, what does Christ think of me? And it damages my healthy relationship to Christ. Here's what Christ thinks of you. He says it very plainly. Here in his love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us. That's what Christ thinks of you. He loves you. Here's what Christ thinks of you. It hurts his heart to hear you talk to yourself the way you do. Church, if I heard one of my children talking to themselves the way I sometimes talk to myself, it would hurt my heart. It would bother me. Uh, uh, I have said to some of my friends when they talk poorly about themselves in front of me, don't talk about my friend that way. Stop talking about my friend that way. Church, that harsh voice is not the voice of Jesus Christ. The problem is we associate it though. We come to put the two together and it damages our relationship to Christ it damages our faith, and it damages his capacity to bless us. Um, Ralph Waldo Emerson was an American essayist. Uh, I, I've read his two books of essays, and um, 
He had an incredible capacity to think good ideas and state them in a unique way. I, I want to read a quote from Emerson. It's about gentleness. It's in his essay on manners. The gentleman is a man of truth, lord of his own actions, expressing that lordship in his behavior, not in any manner dependent or servile, neither on persons or opinions or possessions. Beyond this fact of truth and real force, the word denotes good nature or benevolence, manhood first and then gentleness. I, I want to break this down into something that's usable. The gentle person learns to speak the truth to themselves in a gentle way. Look, I have, to, I have to say to myself sometimes, you didn't do the right thing. I have to say to myself, sometimes you need to apologize. I have to say to myself sometimes, that was not gentle. Okay, I'm going to speak the truth to myself, but I'm going to do it gently, not harshly. It's not a question, am I letting myself off the hook for bad behavior? I'm not going to let myself off the hook. But the way I speak about my, myself about that, that has to change. Emerson says, the gentleman is a man of truth. We start by saying, I'm going to speak the truth to myself. And a lot of this harsh self-talk isn't true at all, church. It's just not true at all. The second thing he says is, take responsibility for your thoughts. You are the Lord of your own actions. You are responsible for what you think. Okay, do this with me. I am in control of my mind. My mind is not in control of me. One more time. I am in control of my mind. My mind is not in control of me. We have this idea that somehow or another, our head just thinks what it thinks, and we just kind of have to live with that. That isn't true. I am in control of my mind. My mind is not in control of me. I can say to myself, I am not thinking that way. I can teach myself to think in a different way, but I have to take responsibility. Are you with me? The way you think, you have to take responsibility. I want to take more and more responsibility for the way I permit myself to think. Ah, uh, I can't stop the idea of being annoyed from coming into my head but I can stop it once it gets there. I cannot stop an ugly idea from popping into my head, but I can stop it the minute it gets there. I don't have to dwell on it. I don't have to agree with it. I don't have to follow its line of thought. I can interrupt it. I can take responsibility. Emerson said, um, do not be servile or dependent. This is the idea that I, I become a victim of my own inner self. I, I, I become the slave to the thing that is worst about me. And, and Emerson said, we don't have to do that. I do not have to be the victim of myself. 
I don't have to serve what is worst about who I am. By the grace of God, there's something better. Be good-natured with yourself. Um, uh, when I'm at my very best, I can uh, joke with myself. When I'm at my very best, I, I, I can joke with myself. And, and, and I can say, uh, 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 that is an odd thing you thought, dude. But we don't have to go any farther with that. Huh? I can say uh, to myself, you know, sometimes you surprise me. You're such an oddball. But I don't have to go any farther with that. Do you see what I'm saying? I can actually be good-natured with myself. I can be humorous with myself as I try to deal with flawed thinking that uh, is ruinous. It, it, I don't have to always be gritting my teeth with myself. I, I, I can, I can uh, uh, the joy of the Lord is our strength, right? Um, tell yourself a joke. It doesn't have to be funny. You can laugh at your own jokes. Uh, you may be the only one who does, but hey. <laughs> to be gentle, we must first be authentic and sincere with ourselves. And now here's where it really gets rough. Do you believe that the thing that makes you most unique is a gift of God, a treasure. And if you will accept your authentic self, it will be a whole lot easier to speak to yourself in a gentle way. Church? But we have suspicions about our authentic selves. They probably started in elementary school when you got teased about being different somehow or another. And it made you uncomfortable, right? But you know what? That thing that you are unique, that thing that it, about you that is different from everyone else, that is your strength. That is your beauty. That is God's gift to you. And if I'm going to speak to myself gently, I have to be willing to accept the kind of person God made me. Church? Uh, I can't always be fighting against the innate person God made me to be. Um, so, uh, uh, look, I'm extroverted, I'm loud, I'm opinionated. Uh, our family gets together, it sounds like a, uh, a Browns football game. Uh, 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 okay. I, I I could try my very best to, to be Billy Graham, uh, but I would fail. I promise you I would fail. First of all, I don't have the hair for it. <laughs> all right. Often, we are harsh with ourselves because we're trying to force ourselves to be somebody God didn't create us to be. And we're never going to be that 
and we keep beating ourselves up to be something that isn't authentic. It isn't sincere. It isn't real. And it isn't what God wants for you. Turns out God likes to have some rowdy, obnoxious uh, guys on his team. Uh, if he didn't, he'd have fired me a long time ago. Uh, I don't have to be recreated in the image of some famous TV preacher to, to be the man God wants me to be. You don't either. There are no cookie-cutter souls. We are, we, are, we are these brilliant ideas of a creative God. And he says to us, if you're going to be gentle with yourself, you have to start accepting who I created you to be. Stop trying to make yourself into somebody you're not authentically made to be. All right, does this sound hard? Well, I don't have to do it by myself. I can ask the Holy Spirit for help because gentleness and self-control are the fruit of the Holy Spirit. It turns out this is what the Holy Spirit wants to do. Every day the Holy Spirit says, dude, we're going to do some work together today. And you're going to be more gentle and you're going to have more self-control. I want it for you. I'm willing to help you. I'm going to teach you. Church, I don't have to do it by myself. The spirit of the living God wants to partner with me in changing that harsh inner voice to a gentle inner voice. The spirit of God wants to work with me and help me to have uh, the inner self-control that expresses itself in outward uh, 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 beauty. All right. But it isn't enough for me to talk nicely to myself. That's a starting place. You see, as I learn to have self-control and gentleness with myself, it's going to be easier and easier for me to have self-control and gentleness with others. You know why? Because out of the fullness of the heart, the mouth speaks. Why do I end up saying the things that I say? They're only expressions of what's already going on in my heart. And if I get my heart right, my vocabulary and my speech and my behavior is going to follow. If I don't get my heart right, I'm never going to get the outside right. Church, if my self-talk becomes gentle, my conversations with others will grow more gentle. If my self-talk remains harsh and insulting, I won't sense or recognize my lack of gentleness with others. It will just sound normal to me. Again, you can plan for this. Um, most of us know what makes us harsh. I mean, that's not rocket science. Uh, somebody insults you, you feel, you're going to feel harsh. Well, some of you won't because you're just awesome people. But most of us, when we get insulted, it brings out something harsh in us. Uh huh? We probably learned that in junior high, too. Uh, you insult me, I've got another insult for you. Uh, all right. I can plan and practice self controlled gentleness 
and the best place to do it is at home. Um, I've been married to Sharon uh, 50 years. Um, uh, she gets the credit. Um, listen, I don't have to guess about what annoys me with Sharon. It's not a mystery to me. But you, you know what I do, I do need to do? I, I need to have a different way of thinking about it. And listen, that better way of thinking about it, it's not going to happen in the moment when I'm feeling annoyed. I, can, I, I got 50 years of telling you, good stuff doesn't come to you then. If you're going to have a good idea, you better get it before you're annoyed, not after. So it turns out we can do that. Um, I know certain things are annoying to me, so I want to prepare and practice a self-controlled, gentle answer. Right? Brothers, do you find it annoying if, if you get asked three times if you did something? Brothers, anyone? Okay, leave me hanging here. All right, thank you. Okay, so I can prepare for that. Instead of being annoyed and having an ungentle, sarcastic answer, I can be prepared. Uh, I can prepare to say, um, I got it. No problem. We're good. And then everything goes well. I say something snarky, well, then... That's the beginning of uh, sorrows. <laughs> it turns out in life, if we'll do our homework, we can develop better and better approaches to life. I can say, I know this will annoy me. So because I know it, I'm going to prepare in advance and when this comes up, I've got a different way of handling it than I've always handled in the past. And I know what I'm doing isn't working, so why don't I just try something better? Church, I can begin to use the very things that used to be detrimental to become a better man. Church, uh, we're just finishing our annual budget process, and, and it, it makes me pretty grouchy. Uh, line item after line item after line item. Uh, but I pre-prepare. Uh, I'm too grouchy. <laughs> so I have to pre-prepare. I have to say, I'm not going to say this no matter what. Um, all right. Planning and practicing. How about this? Does it help to know that everything that irritates us about others can lead us to understand ourselves better? Church? Why am I, why does that annoy me? Why does that upset me so much? It's really no big deal. Why does that get under my skin? All right. 
Here's your plan. Number one, start recognizing your triggers. What makes you harsh? This week, put a piece of paper in your pocket, and when you're harsh, stop right there and say, this made me harsh. Start recognizing your triggers. What makes you rude? What makes you feel like insulting somebody? All right, stop right there and recognize your triggers. Number two, plan your gentle response for the future. Response isn't always words, sometimes it's actions. When I say, it seems like this makes me harsh. All right, I've shared this with you before. The people who come roaring up the, the right-hand side and cut in at the last minute, or left-hand side, I don't remember, whatever it is, the side you're not supposed to pass on, uh, they come roaring up and just cut in on me. That makes me harsh. Uh, it, uh, it makes me wish I had a snowplow on my truck. Uh, <laughs> all right. I know that I can pre-plan for it. And I can say when I feel that harshness, instead of uh, being the ugly person that I've been in the past, I'm going to do this or this. Church, I have an option Three, practice your gentle response in your mind. Sometimes we have to practice it. Sometimes we have to say it over to ourselves. I'm going to say this, I'm going to say this, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say it in a gentle tone. I'm going to say it in a friendly way. It's, it, it's, it's hard to try to be friendly and ugly at the same time. One pushes the other one out. And then as Emerson said, be the Lord of your own actions. Start taking responsibility. Don't, I don't want to blame my ugliness on others. I want to take accountability for it. I want to say I am responsible. I want to say I can do this better and I'm going to do it better. Do you see what's happening? Do you see how self-control and gentleness are going hand in hand. All right. I also believe you ought to declare your intentions to those who are closest to you. Some of you need to say to your spouse today, I'm going to be more gentle, and I'm going to take responsibility for doing it. Declare your intentions. It's harder to go back on your word. Church? Church? <laughs> Declare your intentions. That way, when your spouse says to you, you said you were going to be better, you have to say, you know I did. And I am going to be better. Church? Declare your intentions. Again, ask the Holy Spirit for help. The Holy Spirit wants you to speak kinder to yourself, and he wants you to be more gentle with the people around you. He'll always be your partner in that. He'll always look for ways to bless you in that. All right. I'm learning to be more gentle with myself. 
It's making more, me more gentle with the people closest to me, the people I love the most. Well, now we gotta go public. Now we gotta haul this out into our everyday life. First, learn to self-discipline yourself to be gentle with yourself. Then prepare and rehearse gentleness and self-control with those who are closest to you in your daily life. Then we take it public. Begin to use in your daily life with other people the noble skills of gentleness that you learned with yourself and those you love the most. Just start broadening the circle. Just start requiring a little more of yourself every day. Are you gonna get this perfect? No. Are you gonna make mistakes? Yes. So what do you do when you make a mistake? You apologize. If you're rude to yourself, you say, I'm sorry, I'm gonna treat you better in the future. If you're rude to somebody in your family, you say out loud, I'm sorry. I'm gonna treat you better in the future. If you're rude to somebody in the world, you require yourself to say, that was rude. I'm sorry, I'm gonna try to uh, uh, treat you better. Church, that's a game changer. Do you get it? Do you know how powerful that is? Do you know how rarely that happens? That doesn't make you look weak. That makes you look awesome. When you succeed, be grateful. Celebrate with your healthy self. Is it possible that you could praise yourself once in a while? Give yourself a way to go? Instead of saying mean things to yourself, say, I'm proud of what you did just there. I'm proud of the way you acted there. Church, I bet a lot of you haven't whispered to yourself, I'm proud of what you just did there uh, in a long time. I'll bet some of you have never whispered to yourself, I'm proud of the way you acted there. I'm proud of the way you talked to that person. I'm proud of how gentle you were. Church, if we can insult ourselves, why can't we say nice things to ourselves? When, when it goes right, why can't we celebrate and say to our inner self, thank you for being the kind of person I'm proud to be? Church, again, the Holy Spirit wants to help us live out our faith in a broken world. You don't have to do it yourself. When you go to work tomorrow, you don't have to go by yourself. The Holy Spirit goes with you. And, and gentleness and self-control are fruits of the Holy Spirit. It's what he naturally does. It, it's what comes to him. It's his normal response. In the very same way that our normal response, to, when I'm not thinking, and, I, and I, my normal response might be grouchy. The Holy Spirit's normal response is gentleness. That's what comes to him normally. It's just who he is. And because that's who he is, please listen, 
he has a capacity and a desire to help that become normal within us. Your friend, the Holy Spirit, is your partner in learning to speak to yourself in a more gentle and self-controlled way. Your friend, the Holy Spirit, is your partner in learning to speak to your family in a more gentle and self-controlled way. The Holy Spirit is your partner in learning how to speak to the broader broken world in a more gentle and self-controlled way. Let's give it a try. What do you say? Our dear Heavenly Father, I pray that this great idea of gentleness would take root in us. And Father, I pray that we would begin in our own souls. I pray that we could sense that we are loved by you, that we are valued by you, that you, uh, you take great joy in helping us become our full potential. I pray that we could know we break, our, we break your heart every time we are brutal with ourselves. And I pray that little by little, your spirit would teach us the gentle self-talk that would lead to a more healthy soul. And then, Father, I pray that we would learn the same with our family. I pray that our families could count on us for a gentle word, for a loving word, for an encouraging word, for an inspiring word. Then, Father, I pray that you give us that great strength that Jesus Christ himself had, and we could live in a broken world with a self-controlled, gentle spirit. And I ask this through Jesus Christ, our Lord.